run your own freelance business? Or maybe you're thinking about picking up some business on the side. Well, then you need FreshBooks. FreshBooks is the quickest and easiest way to get invoices out to your clients. It's easy to use. It works anywhere, available from any device, uh, on the desktop, iPhone, iPad, Android, and all of your data is backed up and secure. And it makes it really easy to get organized and get paid. You'll be tracking time, logging expenses, and invoicing your clients in no time. You can also save time billing, freeing up several days per month to focus on the work that you love, and you get paid faster. FreshBooks customers are paid on average five days faster because there's a link on the invoice that says pay me now. And it's a great way to grow your business. Plus, FreshBooks is offering a 30-day trial. That's right, 30-day trial if you try them out. So go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Once again, for a 30-day trial, go to gofreshbooks.com slash devchat and enter devchat in the how did you hear about us section. Hi, everyone, and welcome to episode number 306 of The Freelancer Show. This week on our panel, we have Jeremy Green. Hey, everybody. And I'm Ruben Lerner. And we are going to talk to you about a summary topic, because this is now summer, at least in the Northern Hemisphere. Got to put in those caveats for our people <laughs> in the Southern Hemisphere. We're going to talk to you about vacations. So I did not take a lot of vacations for a long, long, long time when I was starting off as a freelancer. I mean, I guess I would every I would take holidays off. Right. But basically every single moment of the day when I was awake, I was working and I wasn't working. I felt guilty about it or I felt like, oh, my God, my my business is going to collapse without me or I'm missing some amazing opportunities. And when my family started to go on vacations, I would spend a good few. I would sort of repeat what I do during you know, when I'm at home, which is like they would go to bed and I would keep working. This is not good. <laughs> and over the last few years, I have learned to take vacations and enjoy them. And so if your dear listener are wondering, like, is it something to do? Should I do it? We're here to tell you yes, but in slightly more words than that. Yeah. So, <laughs> Jeremy, t- tell me, are, are you as crazy and stupid as I was for so many years about vacationing and taking time off? I certainly was. Yeah. In my younger days, when I was first trying to get the business started, really zero vacation, like proper vacations for, I don't know, years. I, it, it'd be hard to even say at least five or eight years, I bet with very, very few proper vacations, you know, like get away from the computer, actually go somewhere, do something, see something, you know, like you, I would take Christmas and Thanksgiving and, you know, holidays like that off. But I also would all have the feeling of, oh man, I need to be working. And, you know, it's because I'm not working that the business isn't doing as well as I want it to do. And yeah, just a lot of, a lot of real, I think, deep misunderstandings on my part about the value of trying to put in that many hours and trying to be, you know, all work and no play. And it it was definitely a mistake. Uh, Looking back now, I can see that, you know, I should have been much more deliberate about taking time off and purposefully giving myself a chance to recharge so that I could come back and be more effective at 
the work when I was doing the work. Right, right. It's, it's very hard to believe because I heard this from people all the time. Oh, you need to take time off because then I love the word you use there. Recharge. You'll feel better. You'll be like raring to go. And I was like, I am raring to go all the time. I love what I do. It is great. And I'm going to keep doing it all the time because I love it so much. Mm -hmm. And like maybe I'm almost willing to believe that this was somewhat possible when I was single. But then I got married and we now have three kids. And as time went on, it became increasingly obvious to me, like, this is not good. Like, they need vacations. And it can't be that every vacation ends with, okay, everyone goes to sleep and I'm, like, going to do my work. Or worse yet, um, I guess it was, like, three summers ago, four summers ago, we went to Berlin on vacation for about 10 days. And that was just sort of like as I was finishing up doing development projects and really moving more and more into uh, into training. So maybe it was even four years ago. And, um, of course, every apartment we rent, we, we never go to hotels. We always do an Airbnb or home away sort of thing. And we always made sure there was Wi-Fi, mostly, but not only so I could do my work, but also because the way that we plan things is we go to a city and then we sort of figure, okay, these, these are the highlights. And then we'll go online the night before and say, okay, what are we doing tomorrow? And try to search for interesting things. And we'll yep. try to sort of hit our highlights. But that's, that's as far as we plan in advance, folks. Sad but true. <laughs> so this is like, like my, my wife has a cousin who like, they have a family spreadsheet in Google Docs and they map out to the day and the hour what they're going to be doing each time before they go on vacation. Oh my God, I cannot imagine living that way. No. Anyway. No. So, <laughs> so, it's so supposed to be a vacation. You're supposed to be off exactly. the schedule. <laughs> That is a great point, yes. <laughs> so we go to this place in Berlin, and everything is fantastic, except the Wi-Fi is ridiculously bad. Like, so ridiculously bad. And I had a client, I had a service, I had, like, Skype call scheduled with them. So um, basically I made a deal with the landlord. He made a deal with, like, a local bar where I could go in there and use their Wi-Fi during, like, hours that they were open. And, of course, I realized that I could use it afterwards if I just sort of sat on the steps between our apartment <laughs> and the bar. So, like, it was this absurd situation where I was spending hours every afternoon trying to placate this, truth be told, insane client on a Wi-Fi system that wasn't so good when the rest of my family wanted to be on vacation. It was just like a bad situation overall. And one of the many benefits uh, I found of going to training is it, it walls off my time much better than I did before with development projects. You know, I say only half jokingly that, like, now I don't have people calling me with bug reports in the middle of the night. Right. But it's during the day also. And so I can say, OK, we're going to take these two weeks as vacation. I'm away. And I just don't schedule training for that. And I do still catch up with some work. But if I miss it for a day or two, what do you know? It works. And it turns out my business has not collapsed and I feel better and I have a great time with my family and like wins on all sides. And again, it's hard to believe when you start off, but it is possible to do this. And it's even preferable to do this. And, you know, to feel, to sound all sappy and everything, like, you know, my, my kids, like my kids are now getting big. My oldest just graduated from high school. Like they're not getting any younger and they're not going to be at home forever. You want to spend time with the people in your family before you're like, oh my God, why did I spend all the time on the phone with insane clients when I could have been enjoying time with my children? End of sappiness for now. <laughs> but yeah, I, I agree completely that it's, it can be hard to believe and feels really counterintuitive. And I think. Part of that is probably due to, I don't even know, you might call it like hero culture or the hustle culture where people, you know, love to talk about how little sleep they got last night because they were just working so hard and, you know, how, you know, how many days it's been since they 
have taken a vacation and for coders, you know, look at my, my GitHub contribution graph and I've pushed code every day for a year, you know, that kind of stuff. Uh, I think we have a lot of cultural baggage kind of built up that is unhealthy and contributes a lot to people feeling like they have to work all the time. And I, you know, I don't really know how we combat that, that kind of a thing other than just talking about it and, you know, making it clear that vacations are good for you and you should do them and you'll be happier if you do them. Right. I mean, for, for me, it sort of started in college where everyone was always working all the time and, and everyone loved to show off like how little they were sleeping. Mm-hmm. I was totally normal. Like I was on the student newspaper and it was considered completely normal for us to call people up to 1 a.m. to interview them for the paper. Like, because clearly everyone was up, right? Like, come on. And if you weren't, it was like, whoa, that person's really weird. Maybe they just get up really early, right? Like that, then we'll sort of understand it. And so it's not just like the, the sort of hero culture and the, you know, self-employed freelance culture, startup culture. But it's like I got this from college already. And so it took many years for me to realize if you're working that hard, if I'm working that hard and I'm not making like money, first of all, I'm not making enough money then uh, I'm probably doing something wrong, right? My business should not need me to work 20 hours a day for it to survive. But moreover, um, I, and this is something that quite honestly, it took me like the last year or two to realize it's okay not to make 100% of the money that you could if you were staying up more, like better to make a little less and have more of a life. And perhaps this is like so completely obvious to other people, but yeah, like I'm not willing to say, you know what? I make enough to be happy and, and, or I need to squeeze more money out of the time that I'm going to spend on my business. But simply like giving up on sleep, vacation, family, and so forth is just not something I'm willing to do so much anymore. Yeah. And I think there's also the, you know, there's the old saying of work will expand to consume any time devoted to it or something along those lines. And I, you know, looking back, I can see that to be very true, that there were times when I would put in long days because I thought I needed to, where I really didn't get all of that much done, but I was trying to just force myself to stay in work mode and that I, if I would have just decided, okay, I'm putting in six hours today and I need this to be done by then, I totally could have done it. I, you know, I could have gotten the things done. They would have been fine, but Instead, I convinced myself that I needed to be working and kind of as a result became less efficient at the work I was doing just because I needed it to fill up a work day. I have heard this most often from working mothers who basically like when they're asked, how is it that you are? And, and I like I should say, like I'm a father and so forth that I encourage men to take care of their children as well. But let's let's be honest, even in uh, like the most progressive households. The fact is that the women typically, not always, but typically do more of the child care than the men. And I've often heard working mothers say, well, I just have to be more efficient at my work. I have to stop doing all the nonsense. And I've even heard people say like, oh, you, know, you men, like you're looking at YouTube, you're looking at Facebook, you're checking this. Like, and we are actually getting our work done. <laughs> and then we have time to get it done and go like be with the kids. I was like, oh, yeah, that, that's really true. And recently I've really tried to sleep more, like get a normal night's sleep. And I, I found to some degree that's true, that like if I sleep more, then I have this like forcing function in my head. Oh, I should be, not be goofing around online because I have limited time to do it in. 
Um, and so the same is true for like vacations, right? Like if you say, well, I'm simply going to take a week or two off and I'm not going to be working then, then that can like encourage you to stop dilly-dallying when you're working day to day, you know, spend a little less time just sort of surfing through face, Facebook and YouTube watching, I don't know, people like talking about cat videos. I don't think I've ever <laughs> seen a cat video in my life. I'm fine. I guess I'm missing out. Yeah, that's uh, at least half the internet. <laughs> <laughs> I hear Netflix is devising like uh, 10 shows about cats. <laughs> the, the other fear that I always had about vacations was how do I tell my clients? How do I tell my clients that I won't be available? They will kill me. I was just no. going to say we need to talk about boundary setting. <laughs> <laughs> um, it is like that now, again, I, I'm still. I still will check my email. I'll still spend like an hour or so a day on vacation, um, checking email, responding to people. But like, I'll try to make it only the most emergency things. And if I don't respond, it turns out, at least in my experience, I don't know about yours, when I tell my clients I'm going to be on vacation for the next two weeks, their response is not, you bastard, what are you doing? It's, oh, really? Where are you going? That sounds great. Yep. Yeah, exactly the same. I've really never had a client get angry that, I'm telling them that I'm going on vacation. And yeah, you know, if you stay up to date, checking email and getting back to people, you know, it's perfectly fine to respond to somebody quickly and say, hey, I'm on vacation this week, but this will be at the top of my list when I get back next week and we'll reconnect on it and start making progress. That's perfectly fine. Most people are going to be perfectly happy with that answer. If you've got a client that's not happy with that answer, for me, that's a huge red flag, and that's, you know, maybe even a fireable offense uh, that, okay, I'm going to fire that client because I'm not going to work with people that have that sort of expectation of owning my time. Right, um, right, absolutely. But, but yeah, I mean, you know, you, you definitely need to, to communicate well both before vacation starts, prepare your clients that, hey, I'm going to be out of pocket for a week or two. Uh, and then as the vacation is happening, you know, if you, if something important does come up, you know, do what you can to punt on it. And, you know, it, depending on, on your line of work, there may be things come up that can't exactly be punted. Uh, you know, I've had times when I was leaving on vacation, walking through an airport and one of my apps went down due to, you know, a hardware failure somewhere at, Heroku oh my God. AWS. And I had to spend 30 or 40 minutes in the airport, you know, with the laptop trying to get things back online. And, oh, well, I'm about to have to board a plane. I'm going to be in the, the air for two hours. I guess I'm going to spend the money on the in-flight internet, try to keep getting things working. Uh, still had, didn't get it over the two hours. Now I'm going to spend the layover at the next airport trying to get things <laughs> back online. And, you know, it, that is not fun and not the best way to start a vacation. But, you know, if you set yourself, set yourself up with the tools to allow you to do that, it makes taking a vacation easier because you can still respond even as you're traveling. Uh, and, you know, being a, an app developer that I run and maintain my own apps, that puts me in a little bit unique situation that maybe a lot of freelancers might not be in, you know, if you're a designer, a copywriter, a marketing type person, 
you know, you, you probably are less likely, hopefully less likely to have those sorts of big red flag emergency things where you kind of have to stop your world to support your customers. And so, you know, I recommend thinking about those kind of things when you're deciding what sort of business you're going to run and how that impacts your ability to take vacations. Absolutely. Absolutely. We, I guess it was last summer. Yeah. We went to the U S for three weeks, uh, probably because my sister was getting married, which was very nice. And then we sort of turned it into a, an excuse to go to the U S and we were in upstate New York for about four or five days. And again, it turns out the Airbnb we were in had just had terrible, horrible, uh, Wi-Fi. And when I, when I called the, the landlady who was like, literally next door. She said, oh, yeah, that's the way the network is around here. I was thinking, <laughs> oh, my God. She said, well, you know, it's not like we're in the big city. And we were definitely not in the big city. We were in the middle of nowhere, which a beautiful nowhere, by the way, Penyan, New York. And she said, well, if you really want, like, good uh, network connectivity, you go downtown and uh, there's, a, uh, like, a cafe there. So we went to downtown and saw the traffic light in town and, you know, went in there and, like, ordered hot cocoa for each of the kids. And my wife and I, like, we had to deal with an Airbnb in Manhattan before it was, like, going to collapse on us. And that, that was the way it worked. And then we got to Manhattan where there's, of course, like, very good Wi-Fi and everything. But I turned in my computer to the Apple store to get it fixed. So there was a period of, like, four days when we were in upstate New York where I basically had almost no connectivity. I was barely, like, on my phone using 4G, able to download some messages and respond to people. And another like three, four days in Manhattan when my computer was in the Apple store. And I was astonished the world did not fall apart. <laughs> I was able to respond to a few people with email with urgent things. And the rest, when I didn't respond or if I quickly respond to people and said I'm on vacation, they were okay with it. In fact, they were like, again, they were happy for me. This is a normal thing that people do. And I mean, even, even people in the U.S. take vacations and people in the U.S. take, take vacations way, way less than uh, people in other countries. But really, like, people are okay with it. Yeah. And those are two great ways to kind of force yourself to disconnect. Go places that have really crappy internet connections and leave the laptop at home. <laughs> I hadn't thought of that as like a strategy, <laughs> but that's a really good, that's a really smart point. <laughs> Let, let's go to Antarctica, dear. Uh, yeah, exactly. Yeah. Or, you know, camping in the middle of nowhere. Right. Right. Absolutely. So so do you I, I actually don't prep my clients for this. Like nowadays, because I'm doing training, like I just I'm not available on those days. And sometimes mm -hmm. they'll want to be in touch with me. But I really like don't tell anyone even I'm going on vacation. I just like go. So do you actually tell like how, how do you prep your clients for it if you do? It kind of depends on the client. I generally will tend to have one kind of whale client that I'm doing a lot of work for over a long time. And those people, you know, I usually tend to be in some sort of contact daily, if not weekly. And so in those cases, I definitely let them know, hey, I'm going to be gone, you know, this day through that day. And if I, if I think that I will legitimately be be trying to check in and be available to answer questions or something, I will tell them that. And if I don't think that's realistically the case, I will pre prepare them with, I expect to be completely offline the entire time. Don't expect to be able to get a hold of me, you know, unless it's a super emergency and you're going to call my cell phone. And that, that has really never happened. You know, they're always fine with me being on vacation and, you know, happy that I'm getting away. So yeah, I, I prepare them for that. And then, you know, that's usually just a few weeks in advance, letting them know, and then kind of a reminder or two as it gets close. And then, 
usually the day before I make it a point to say, Hey, you know, I'm signing off for the day and we'll see you guys in two weeks or whatever the case may be. Very smart. I mean, I barely tell people I'm taking vacation. I'll tell them I'm not available for courses on a certain day or something or a certain period. Or if they ask me, I'll say, no, I'm sorry, like I'm going to be away then. But beyond that, I don't really, really do much of that. That said, like sometimes, like my clients are often asking me for days. Like, so when can you come to us? And so what I'll often say is, well, I'm trying to figure out, like, especially summertime. As I said, like I have three kids and like they're, they're all in different programs and doing things. And like summer then, especially like I know in America, like summer camps know when they're going to be taking place a year or more in advance. Yeah. And they'll tell you the dates. Yeah. In Israel, like around April, they'll tell you when the camps <laughs> are, are, are going to be. And it's usually like these 10-day camps with the uh, scouts at least the ones that my kids go to, which means that like we can only order tickets to go abroad in April or after that. And it's then it's mad rush to try to get them. Yeah. And I tell clients, I say, you know, July and August, I'm, or, you know, especially July, because August people don't want courses, say July and August, I will be scheduling and giving you dates for in April. And they're not thrilled with it, but they are okay with it overall. And, and you know, life, life goes on. Yeah. Um, yeah. And, you know, I think that's an important part to keep in mind both for in terms of vacations and just freelancing in general that everything doesn't always have to be perfect you know things being acceptable and good enough to get you down the road is fine and you know being always providing your client with the ideal that they want you know for in in your case scheduling their July sessions in January, you know, sure. It's nice for them if, if you can, but it's not a deal breaker if you can't. Right. And they realize I'm not like discriminating against them. This is just sort of like Mm -hmm. how things are. Yeah. Let me mention like, again, this is like, you know, I'm married, I have kids. Let me distinguish between two kinds of vacations, which is like the family vacation and then the couple going away vacation. So my wife and I have tried over the last like year or two to try to sort of get away on our own. Not that often, but like twice a year. And boy, it is great for our relationship. It is great for me. And again, like not working, usually it's just a weekend. So I wouldn't be working much anyway, if at all. And I can hardly, hardly recommend this. We tend to do this a lot when the kids go away to the scouting camps, like they go away and we like, you know, go to a hotel somewhere and go there for like one or two days just to get out of the house. And my wife often says, really, why should we go to a hotel and go to a restaurant? (laughs) We cook better than they do. And it's so comfy at our house. And we finally decided no, like it, it is worth <laughs> it, it is worth going somewhere. And so I, I definitely like another strong recommendation is go somewhere, go somewhere not next to your house. It puts you in a different state of mind. And it also just like ensures that you're thinking about like each other. You're not going to say, oh, wait, I also want to do such and such in the backyard. I also want like you'll come up with lots of things to do. Yeah. And it gets you out of your routine. Uh, you know, you yes. don't have that feeling like oh, this is the time of the morning where I usually go into my office and start doing my work and I'm going to think about that because I'm sitting on the couch in the living room instead and I can see the door to the office from here. <laughs> you know, <laughs> the just the, the breaking of routine and getting you out of your normal element is, I think, a very big part of kind of convincing your brain to unplug from your work day cares yes yes now we did this actually i guess like a month ago i was in a month ago already i guess so so i was gonna be teaching in london and so like i said to my wife why don't we go 
she might have said to me, uh, <laughs> why, don't, why don't we take that the weekend before and like go to London together? And like she would join me for two days and then, um, you know, I'd, I'd, come, I'd stay in London and keep teaching from there. Um, and that actually worked out really, really well, except like you have to be careful not like the weekend before, the weekend after worked out really well. Similarly, like I brought her, yeah, I think you, you were in Stockholm two years ago, right? I think we met then. Yeah. 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 So she was also there at uh, Brennan's conference in Stockholm. Yep. And um, that was not an ideal place to like have a pseudo vacation because it wasn't exactly work, but it wasn't exactly not work. <laughs> and she wasn't really excited by the idea of like hanging out with a bunch of people who want to talk about freelancing and their businesses and computer stuff. Nice as everyone might have been. Yeah. So I, so I've said to her, oh, I'm going to be teaching in such and such a place. You want to come? And her response is basically, I'll come for the weekend before or after. But while you're teaching, no way. And I think that's like not, not a bad compromise on that front. Yeah, I've had exactly the same experience. Uh, you know, Rachel came with me to, to the conference in Sweden. And we, we spent, I don't know, four or five days before the conference in Stockholm and had a lot of fun. That was a great time. And then... Uh, I think she enjoyed the conference days significantly less than I did uh, just because it wasn't her crowd. And yeah, it, you know, it was, it was a business thing kind of masquerading as a vacation for that part of it. You know, we, we did certainly get a, a proper vacation before it. Yeah. I think we were there a day before and a day after also, but yeah, big difference. Yeah. And, and we've done that on a, on a couple of things like where I was going to, you know, going to Seattle to do some work for a client. And we took a long weekend before I started working. Uh, and then she flew home and I stayed there for another three or four days to work. Mm -hmm. We've done it for conferences in London and Barcelona. I, I would recommend that it like in both, both of those conferences were ones that I was speaking at. Um, and I think, in Oh no. It, yeah. So both of those, we took the, the vacation part, on the tail end of the conference. So I went and spoke and did my thing and then had time off to go have fun. But in Stockholm, we took our vacation days before the conference. Uh, and I found myself spending really more time than I should have each night, polishing up my slides and trying to get my talk finished and polished and ready to go so that it would be good for the conference. And in hindsight, I wish that we would have taken those days in Stockholm after the conference, uh, just so that I would have had my thing out of the way, been unplugged and not have like an immediate, uh, stressful thing coming right up that I feel like I need to prepare for while I'm trying to have vacation. Yes. Yes. That makes a lot of sense. We had something similar. Like we went on two cruises together where I was an invited speaker geek cruises which no longer really exists but oh well uh, and so yeah i spent basically all the days before my talk prepping and that made me much less fun much less fun than i usually am which is already like <laughs> what are we talking about uh, <laughs> so so yeah although i'll tell you like i i mentioned to my uh, 15 year old this year that maybe she can come with me to PyCon next year and that's like that would be phenomenal if she could because she's interested in computers and programming and she would have a lot of fun and it would be like she, she, she would be there for the computer stuff, not for the, uh, you know, the, the, the romantic stuff. So, so that's a little different. Yeah. But this and pleasure can be a, a little, a little icky in, in those ways sometimes. Yeah. 
Kind of on, on a related note to vacations, uh, and since we're already talking about conferences, I think it's probably worth mentioning them or, you know, talking about them directly. I, for a long time, didn't ever go, you know, attend conferences because I just kind of thought, eh, what's the point? I can read anything I want online. You know, why am I going to spend this money to go away and do stuff? Uh, but in the, in the past few years, I've really come to enjoy some conferences that I attend, and they... While they are business-related trips, uh, it feels very different than it just being a normal work week. Um, and I think they're, they're really valuable things to do, um, both for that, you know, it's, there's the educational component. You, I almost always learn something. Uh, there's a kind of social network component where I meet my peers and other people that are working in the same industry I am or that are other freelancers and entrepreneurs, you know, get to go to cool places and see fun cities. So I, you know, I think conferences can in and of themselves can kind of be a vacation that doesn't feel quite as, I don't know, maybe frivolous as just okay, I'm completely taking time off and not doing anything at all related to business. Uh, so if you're, if you're in the boat that I was when I was very young and trying to, you know, struggling with, I can't take time away. Going to conferences might be kind of a, a good hack, you know, personal hack to let yourself go and do something fun. Uh, even if you feel like you need to be stuck in your business all the time. I, I I agree. I mean, I think you do have to separate the two. I think it's still worthwhile, like, like trying to take that vacation time. Mm -hmm. But it's definitely for true sure. that, that, that like, com but conferences. I, I agree. Like for a long time, I was like, well, I can just watch all the videos online, right? But uh, so when I went to PyCon, I think I went to maybe two talks over three days. <laughs> I spent a ton of time because I said I can always watch them online, which of course I haven't. But that's another story. But like. I spent all the time just talking to people in the hallway, right, and going to these yeah. – um, they have these, like, crowdsourced sessions that anyone can set up. And it was fascinating and fun and making connections with the community. And I came back from that, right, ener energized but not in the same way as I do from vacation, like having all these new business ideas and technical ideas that I'm definitely going to incorporate in my work. Um, and it's it's just like a – it's like having, you know, switching from one client to another but like having a really fun, easygoing client, yeah. Yeah, I'm definitely like try I really wanted to go to like EuroPython, for example, but these the dates were set after I'd already figured out where it was gonna be. So so much for that. Um that's actually like a, a problem if you schedule it too much in advance, like like I tend to do, because um you know, because basically, you know, my, my schedule is set before they set the conference dates. So I'm I'm trying to like avoid that and push off the scheduling a little bit if I can. <laughs> yeah. So what kind of vacation do you do you find like most relaxing? Let's do a let's do the freelancer show. Oh boy. Va vacation recommendation yeah. section. I mean for me the most relaxing ones are the type where we pick a city that we think looks interesting where we can identify, you know, like you said earlier, identify two or three highlights that are things we definitely want to do and then other than that really don't make any plans. We get there, check out our surroundings, see what grabs our attention on the day that we're going to be out and about doing stuff and, you know, just kind of explore a place. Um, 
I don't feel nearly as recharged on the types of vacations where we have a very strict schedule of here's what's going down this day and that day. And we got to make sure that we're done with our morning activity in time to get to the afternoon activity. And, uh, you know, those tend to feel more like work than vacation to me. Yeah. My, my, uh, my house is right now, as we record this in Prague, uh, with a friend from high school and they, they showed me very proudly the schedule they had made up of what they were going to do each day at each hour. And they all, they also spend, of course, because they are like, you know, now high school graduate girls, they spend like an equal amount of time on the schedule, an equal amount of time making sure it had beautiful pastel colors. So the schedule would be aesthetic. <laughs> um, and I said, you know, you might want to leave a little bit of leeway in there just in case you find cool new things to do. Yeah. And until now, our vacations have generally, I guess until last summer, they were generally like choose a city uh, in Europe, go there and explore it and do like a day trip once or twice. We tended to use public transportation so I wouldn't be stuck driving uh, like my wife could drive, but not, she's not so comfortable doing it in other countries. And so that worked pretty well. And then I guess two years ago, yeah, two years ago, we went to Portugal and then we said our longest vacation ever. That was like one of the ways that convinced me also, oh, I can actually take it off for a while and it's good in all ways. So we were there for two weeks in three different cities. We even rented a car. And what do you know? It all went swimmingly. And then last year in the U.S. as well. And so we just sort of now we're sort of expanding a bit more in terms of what we will look at, what we will go do. But but my family's basically said, okay, we're tired of this. Go to a European city and explore it. We want something a little more exciting and interesting. Um, <laughs> the thing is, my family's not like we're not the real camping types. My my 15 year old and I went camping uh, over a Passover break with my brother in law's family. That was fantastic. And we were definitely the two people in the family who were willing to do that. Maybe my elder daughter would be willing too. But my friend some are not so excited about being outside with bugs um, or without <laughs> bugs. <doesn't> matter. <laughs> so, so, um, so we're trying to sort of figure out where to go and what to do. And I suggest we go to China because like I go there all the time and I can like show off how I can speak the language to my family. <laughs> and that, that goes over like a, a lead balloon, yeah. maybe a little bit of heat. So, so <laughs> we'll, we'll see exactly what happens. But um, like ever, and, and, and also like, again, like especially with kids, we try to, sort of um, manage the different interests quite a bit. So like, you know, we'll do an adult type thing. We'll do a kid type thing. You know, like some of us really like going to museums. Other people, especially my son, just like rolls his eyes um, and says, you know, anyway, <laughs> says all sorts of things. So, so like, you know, trying to find that balance can, can be hard, but it's definitely worthwhile. So everyone feels like, oh, yeah, I got some input into this vacation as well. But at the end of the day, like, it's just the like spending time together, not being obsessed with, School, work, bills, doing dishes, like the whole, the whole business. And we tend to be kind of cheap. So as I said, like we, we rented a apartment with Airbnb or HomeAway. We tend to take public transportation. We'll like cook our own meals mostly, which I guess gets rid of what I just said about not doing dishes. Uh, like we won't go out <laughs> to eat very much. And it's just like nice to not have that day-to-day -day pressure on top of you. And when I get back, I'm like, wow, I had this great experience. I feel great. Now I can really like dive more into my work and um, you know go at it with a lot of a lot of gusto. Yeah. Um, and I should add, like people people see the show. If you happen to come to Israel, let me know. I live very close to the airport. Um, <laughs> great place for vacation. Although it gets it gets a little hot in August, you know. Actually, it gets a little hot like between March and October, but that's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Sounds a lot like Oklahoma. <laughs> <laughs> Yeah, I remember what, years ago I was working um, at uh, Time Warner 
um, on their uh, w- website on Pathfinder, and um, which I guess no one knows about anymore. Any- anyway, so um, I was working on like something for the Weather Channel, which had some sort of tie-in with us. And I think it was actually the Oklahoma weather where, like, there was a weather forecast of dust. And I said, <laughs> what is a weather forecast of dust? That's not weather. Well, <laughs> fast forward a few years, I moved to Israel, and now I know that's crazy weird weather. But, like, it's dust. <laughs> it's, yeah, yeah. I, I see. You, you do get that, yes? Yeah, we do occasionally. Uh, that's the craziest thing. <laughs> You know, not, not as bad as some places. Like, I've seen really, really bad dust storms in Las Vegas before. Uh, huh? Yeah. I don't know. I, I got I to gotta get out more of it. Oh, there was, there was this travel agency in Harvard Square, I remember, um, that had a great sign. They said, go away often. <laughs> <laughs> yep. Yeah, I, I recommend that. It's really good. I mean, I think the the really the last thing I have to say about it is just to encourage people to really be deliberate about taking vacation and, you know, put it on the schedule, get it, you know, schedule something for late in the year, early in the year so that you have it on your schedule. Make sure that you're not going to accidentally tell a client that you can deliver a project the week that you're going to be gone, you know, be, be deliberate about it and make it important and stick to it. Makes a lot of sense to me. I, I thoroughly concur. Okay. Jeremy, you got any picks for us this week? Okay. The, here's one. It's not business related. <laughs> it's, it's actually a pretty good tie-in. It's, it's about uh, recreation and leisure, kind of. I recently just started playing with a program called Melodics uh, that I think is at melodics.com that is kind of a music training tool that helps you like I have a, it's a, it's called the Push 2 from Ableton, and it's kind of a looping-based instrument that also has some drum pads on it. Uh, and Melodics has a course that teaches you how to do finger drumming on this thing, so you can make beats, you know, using the Push 2. Uh, it also has a keyboard module so that it will teach you melody and harmony concepts uh, on a standard, uh, you know, piano type keyboard uh it also has a electronic drums module so if you have an electronic drum set you can plug it in and it'll teach you different beats and grooves uh, i've only been messing with it for a couple of days but so far i really like it and it's a lot of fun oh that's pretty neat very cool um so my pick is a self-serving one uh, as we record this I am getting closer and closer to my new cohort of weekly Python exercise. It'll be starting, it looks like, in mid-September. You can find out more. You can sign up for notices at weeklypythonexercise.com. And that'll, that'll also put you on my uh, newsletter, uh, which goes out once a week. And I'm going to be announcing the, I'm going to be announcing it there as well as the people who sign up deliberately. But um, I'm, I've got a second cohort going now. People have given me lots of feedback. It's going to be even better third time around. And uh, I have just a great, great deal of fun putting this, putting it together and um, looking forward to having lots of people join. It is meant for, I, I would say like beginner to intermediate Python developers. I, I sort of aim it for people who have been through my two courses, my intro course and my advanced course, but lots of people who have just been through like an intro course or something have, have taken it and they, they seem to be pretty positive about it. In fact, they're wildly positive about it. Why am I underselling it? So, um, <laughs> It is the best thing you will ever do, ever. So if you have questions, you should let me know, and you can sign up. 
and uh, I'll be sending announcements about it, uh, I'm guessing by like the first week in August or so, with the aim of starting it, as I said, in mid-September. It should be great fun. All right. Well, this was fun. And uh, thanks, Jeremy. And yeah. thanks to all of you for listening. And we'll be back next week on The Freelancer Show. Bandwidth for this segment is provided by Cashfly, the world's fastest CDN. Deliver your content fast with Cashfly. Visit C-A-C-H-E-F-L-Y dot com to learn more.